Hey guys, you're getting an extra episode of Unsalted this week because I decided to record an episode with a Bachelor Nation fan, my friend Deidre. And um, I think it's a good time. We talk about all things Bachelor. We talk about the current Bachelor, previous Bachelors and race. Enjoy. (laughs) Okay. All right. Big three. Big three. So unsalted popcorn today, we're doing a special edition because um, there's some drama that's unfolded this week with The Bachelor. And so I brought in a special guest to help me unpack all of the stuff related to all things Bachelor. And she's going to introduce herself. Hi, Nandy. It's Deidre. So um, I'm the founder of the New Black Press based out of Montreal uh editor of Le Black Blog and also the founder of that as well. And unfortunately and almost embarrassingly now, I am a fan of The Bachelor. And that is why <laughs> I had special interest in this topic. <laughs> Are you like, I would like to say that you're a bit of an expert in all things Bachelor. Really? I thought you well, were an expert watching, as well. Well, yes, but we've been watching for quite some time. And the reason why I call you an expert is because I don't know all of their names until hometowns. You seem to know all of their names after the first episode. Right, right, right. Yes. I did notice that because you're always like, who? I'm like, Nanny, yeah. it's like week seven. <laughs> Girl. Okay, so you're right. I have to yeah. Google search them. I have to look them up. I was just like, what's her name again? What did she just say? Well, yeah, I, so that's why I feel you're an expert. Part of the problem, too, is that as the seasons go on, I find that they find multiples of one name on purpose. Like, there's like four gens and like 17 Serenas. And so I do feel like it might be hard to keep track of that for somebody who's not great with names. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. I also feel I'm just not that invested until we get yeah. to hometowns. That's kind of my own thing. I have a friend of mine says I have commitment issues and it clearly yes. carries itself out in my watching of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. For sure. So before we get into The Bachelor, what well, the purpose of uh, this week's podcast or extra is, <laughs> right. let's talk about how we met and how we got to know each other because you're in Montreal and I'm in Toronto. Yes. Um, I Well, my, as mem- my memory serves me that uh, we met at a mutual friend's birthday celebration that at, was at an amazing Caribbean restaurant on college, was it? College yes, and Bathurst. Yes, it was. That's right. It was on college. Yeah. College and Bathurst. And I remember us really hitting it off. And we had an amazing night. It was like beer jokes for the whole evening <laughs> and really good food. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. That's what I remember. But I have a vague memory of that. My more um, concentrated memory of interacting with you was at your birthday party. Oh, my or God. No. Well, yeah, it was your birthday party where I fell in love with your brother, yeah. who is lovely and delightful, equally as lovely and delightful as you. Oh. That's what I remember. It was just like pure bashment at your birthday party. And there was some random wild girls that you were friends with that you knew from growing up in Pickering Mm -hmm. somebody got too drunk Mm -hmm. had to be sent back home like Mm -hmm. just madness that's how we do (laughs) out in Durham 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 stand up (laughs) oh god don't make me snort up in here (laughs) okay so now we got that out of the way about how we 
became friends really because I think some strange way um, we maybe you commented on Facebook. This was back when Facebook was the way to right. Like, right. It was it was a vibe. It was the way. Um, yes. On, yeah, exactly. I think you commented on Facebook about The Bachelor or I did. And then we just started like Facebook messaging each other. Yes. About like each episode of The Bachelor. Well, many seasons ago. Yes. But I mean, let's get specific here. Give your audience the details. We don't just message about the episode. We message during the episode. Correct. Right. Correct. Like that we have our correct. little we have our little Instagram watch parties. Yes, that's uh, right. Yeah. We do. We do. We do. And sometimes sometimes I miss it and you get me caught up to date or sometimes you're watching it on delay. Yes. And you're just like, don't ruin it. Don't don't ruin it. I need to watch. I have to see. And then now your mother has become involved as well, too. She gives quality content every yeah. chance. I, I get to have some input from her about the show. <laughs> yeah, she's obsessed with The Bachelor. Yes. <laughs> it's fun to watch okay, with her. So- Go on. Let's get to the getting. So let's talk about this season of The Bachelor. How are we feeling about, you know, it's not The Bachelor in Paradise, which we're used to as part of the franchise. How are we feeling about The Bachelor in COVID with Matt? Um, okay, first of all, I need to apologize for the snow plows outside. I cannot escape them. I am in Montreal and they are everywhere. Sometimes they're like three deep on the street. So if you hear it in the background, I apologize. I can't, it doesn't even matter where I go in my apartment. You'll just hear them. So, okay. Um, how do I feel about the bachelor and COVID? Uh, I don't know. It's weird. I haven't really noticed even when like Tasha's like when she was, when she was doing bachelorette, I didn't really notice that anything was really different until they went on those like makeshift dates then yeah. I was like straight up like, okay, this is a little bit weird and different. But um, is that what you were asking? Like specifically like the fact yeah, that Yeah, well, it's... like things like that. And I think it's just like, I what you don't, it's funny how they don't, they set it up so that you don't really notice, but they remind you in the very beginning. And then they give you snippets of the fact that there's a pandemic going on every so often. So they always, they're always sure to tell you that people have to sacrifice their lives by being quarantined for two weeks right in a plush beautiful opulent five-star resort right and then yeah and then they get the chance at love yes and then they let you forget that that's a thing yeah and then hometowns they remind you again where it's just like yeah so we can't leave this compound so we have to bring the family here oh that's true that's true i guess yeah. yeah yeah that that's when it will be a little bit more evident i guess in this season because yeah. aren't yeah. well, how do I not remember right now yeah they're doing things like they're going places and stuff they're going they take helicopter rides they right ride right they drive fast cars like it seems like they do everything that anybody would normally do during the season of the bachelor as opposed to the travel right that's right. truly right. why I fell in love with the show many many moons ago was when they traveled places it was right. just beautiful so we missed that component of it but I think we've all become so complacent with seeing the same thing. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. it's just like, oh, okay, well, they just went down to like this beautiful grand um, dining hall or they had like last week's episode where it was a beautiful massage place inside yes, the resort. Yes, yeah. So you didn't really feel like, oh, there's a pandemic going on outside. Well, I guess that means they're doing a good job then because I just remember they were in COVID. I was like, oh yeah, true that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. exactly so 
how do we feel about Matt? Matt is, so let me just, for some people who don't watch The Bachelor, who'd be listening to this, Matt is, um, they just found him out of nowhere, in my opinion. He's just this random guy, typically on The Bachelor. The way that it works is that when you're the one of the losers mm-hmm. from the previous season, you become the winner the next season. So for example, Tasia was The Bachelorette. She was also a loser, but that's a whole other conversation we're not going to get into. <laughs> and one of the rejects from hers usually becomes the next bachelor. But this one, they just found this random guy named Matt. Um, he's black. I, he actually, he's mixed race. He's biracial, white and black. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just, I don't even know what he does for a living. Do you know, D? Um, he has some business. I, I believe he had it before The Bachelor. It's called ABC Food Tours. Um, I don't know. It has something to do with, I guess, exposing kids to like culinary adventure and stuff like that. It looks like he takes kids to like different eating experiences, um, to learn about food and nutrition. I don't know if that's actually what it is, but I do know it's called ABC food tours. Okay. So he had that and they just picked him out of like obscurity is what I think. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I mean, I don't want to trail off. (laughs) Give me your take on Matt. Give me your take on Matt. <clears throat> I, I don't know I'm so especially as as you know like a black woman watching this show and I know that it was to make an effort to find a black bachelor specifically because the entire world was like it's time after everything that happened this summer um and so I was rooting for him and I and, and I am but I still feel a little bit weird about this whole thing why I feel like it's embarrassingly too late. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know how many seasons there's been. Um, as oh, much a zillion, as, a zillion. Right. A zillion. Um, yeah. Way too late. I also, it's a little strange to me that they have found a biracial man. If they really wanted to go hard, I feel like there's plenty of like black men with black parentage in the U.S. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that, you know, like uh, someone with a biracial that identifies as biracial, born biracial, doesn't have something to bring to the table as far as like, you know, blackness. I'm not here to <laughs> adjudicate that. Yeah, but it's right. just in the context of the show and what they were aiming to do and what they're saying they're doing. Like, I feel like there's just layers to it where I'm like, I can't just be wholeheartedly excited about this. If well, that this makes has always sense. Been- no it totally makes sense and this has always been the issue is that I'm gonna be frank it's that ABC people have always been writing into the show saying hey 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 like you guys pretty much have like the same person year after year being the bachelor or the bachelorette right how about some diversity so many moons ago they had um the one the first bachelorette black bachelorette yeah fully black and I hate having this pedigree conversation me too it feels wrong on some levels but like I mean we gotta like it's like it's for real like it's with like uh, you you can't censor it anyways go on yeah well (laughs) this is it right like that's the challenge right so we're gonna get into pedigrees now so 100% black they had her then they had this whole debacle with Claire and now they have they had Tasia who's mixed race as well and then Mm -hmm. they have him but people have been saying they want to have a black bachelor, a black bachelorette. And the first time that they do it with the man, he's mixed race. Now he is black presenting, right? Like he's not super fair skin or whatever. Like he, and in truth, because they've had these conversations at the very beginning of the show, Mm -hmm. 
excuse me, he lives his life as a black man. Right. Well, right? I mean, he, he is- sociopolitically, he doesn't even have a choice, really. Right? No. Because like you just agreed. described, he's a black presenting man. Yeah, yeah. And right. so they kind of present that in the show. So I agree with you. Like, I think ABC could have tried a bit harder mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in that. And then, and I just find it interesting that we're going to get into what we're going to get into. The whole reason why we wanted to have this conversation is that right. <laughs> the Rachel controversy. Yeah. So Rachel is one of the contestants on the show who he likes very much. And this week or last week, it came out some pretty concerning information about her. So right. maybe you want to talk about it? Um, so this contestant who is a front runner right now, uh, there's been, as per usual, old social media po- posts that have come up um, showing her, for instance, one of them was in 2018, and she was at an antebellum-themed uh, frat or sorority party. It was a sorority party. Right. Um, so all that entails um, kind of like image imagery from Confederate U.S. era yes. and deep south and plantations and slave owners all that stuff um so she thought and whoever planned the party thought it was a great idea to throw this and so she she, there was a photo of her at this party in full costume 100 percent full antebellum costume like the big poofy dress like all smiling yeah and her sorority sisters took like a big old picture where they're all right right for the camera there's um, that, but there's also her bullying a girl. A girl yes. has come forward saying that she was yes. bullied by Rachel when she was in high school, which was maybe five years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Which was in 2018. Yeah, 2018. <laughs> so not even that long ago because she was dating a black guy. Yeah. 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 So this has come out about this girl. And uh, I don't know. I mean, we were discussing the fact that we're wondering why it matters so much right now. I'll let you, I guess, continue the conversation on like how this has kind of evolved into something else and like ripple effect has happened through the Bachelor franchise, as they say. <laughs> the Bachelor, Bachelor Nation. Bachelor Nation, <laughs> oh, yes, Bachelor Nation. sorry, yeah. my bad. So this information came out. I think it sparked from the girl talking about, you know, oh, she like is dating a black guy on national TV, but guess what, guys? She did this to me when I was in high school, which wasn't that long ago. Then, of course, they went and they trudged up the whole antebellum stuff. And so she has commented. She took a long time to comment, which was basically her saying, sorry. Right. But the real controversy was Chris Harrison, who's the host of the show, when he was in an interview. <laughs> oh, man. I laugh because it's so funny. He's just like, listen, guys, we all do stupid things when, when we're younger. And, you know, it was just in 2018. So, you know. Yeah, I think his his actual quote, it was something along the lines of Rachel had said th- this is a now black Rachel who was the back, black bachelorette who was conducting this interview. She had said to him that it wasn't a good look or I think she made that she used that phrase. And his phrasing was, well, you know, Rachel, it, is it not a good look in 2021? Or is it not a good look in 2018? And of course, <laughs> like, I just of have course, to laugh. 
I know, I know. And we're going to do a lot of laughing. And I know a lot of people are just horrified. But at this point, you have to laugh to keep them crying, right? So, Correct, yeah. Um, and so, I mean, everybody collectively at home who was seeing that probably was like, uh, it's never a good look. Like, slavery was never a good look. Like, I feel like <laughs> somebody should have briefed him before that interview to be like, yo, Chris, we're cool on the whole slavery was never a good look thing, right? Before yes. they put him on air. But yes. I guess he didn't get that brief. He didn't. He wasn't no, he there that the, day. He the, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> but I also feel like the. I love the the the. I guess I'm going to use wrong with the quantification of time. <laughs> yes. I actually, I actually am empathetic to that in the fact that I understand what he was saying. Like, if you're going to judge me, like I look for example, let's talk about um, what's his name, uh, Kevin Hart. Like how they pulled up this tweet I know. from however yeah. long ago so that he couldn't host the Oscars. Like, I get that. Like, you're going to judge me on something that I did when I was 16 or 20. I did some pretty stupid shit. And now I'm 48. Right. But, right, right. right. Like, you can you can use that. Like, absolutely. It's just like, oh, did you know that maybe did blah, blah, blah. Like, she used like this homophobic like term when she right. was 17. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. But there's growth. Like, seemingly there's should be growth. You're talking about 2018. I feel like I while know. this year has been long as the day is long, yeah. it's not that long ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was my issue with it too, because I was with you as well, where I, you know, at the beginning of the controversy, I was like, okay, I kind of get what he's saying. Not that it's right or excusable. No, or he, absolutely. It was tactful in that moment. But then uh, I found out that it was from 2018. I thought someone was going to tell me. But then I guess that kind of makes sense because these girls are extremely young, right? Well, you forget so, that, right? So, so like, yeah, like they're not pulling up tweets from when she was in kindergarten. So <laughs> those would have been long ass time ago. But like, you know, yeah. her, like you said, college for her was 2018. Yeah. And so, but the problem is, is like 2018 is not the 80s. It's not even the nineties. No. Like she should have known better. Um, Way better. Yeah. So what is I that all know. about? Like that, that was disappointing to me in and of itself, realizing yeah. how recent those photos was. I was like, Oh no girl. Oh no yeah. baby. What is you doing? <laughs> what is you doing? Oh my God. I'm so embarrassed for you. So there, there's that. And then they make Chris Harrison step away from the show for what he said and let's be clear chris clowned himself okay what's that i said chris clowned himself yeah he did and let's be clear, <laughs> he's not fired though right he's just stepping away he'll be back like the franchise is him there's no way he's going to be gone he's just stepping it away in order for us to feel a little forget bit less and to forget right and to just like whatever but mm -hmm. i mean that's a whole reckoning that will happen that I think will not happen, but it's amazing. Like he has to step away, but she's still on the show. Okay. Well, that's a beautiful segue into the fact that a lot of people are speculating that Chris went this far in defending her on air because she actually won the season. I agree. I think she won. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I think she won. Oh Lord. Let me give you my point. And then you could tell me yours. I okay. think she won because I find it very interesting. The very first episode of this show, mm -hmm. he has talked a lot about his Christian values. 
I remember. I know what you're going to say. Go on. Right? Yes, and yes, then yes. again with another girl, I think you wanted to pray with her. There's a lot about talk about him being Christian. What's the most Christian thing for you to do is to forgive. Oh. Oh, you went there with that, eh? I went there with that. That's what it is. So he can get on when he picks her and proposes to her and they have to do, you know, after the rose, whoever mm-hmm. the hell's going to host that. I don't even freaking know. Not going to be <laughs> as good. Sorry. Chris Harrison is really good on the show. I mean, uh, he was made for that job. He's a super basic white man. Like yeah. he's, he's knocks it out of the park. You know, he, he blends does. in, but not too much. Yeah. You yeah. know, he gets a little he, bit messy, a little bit, right? messy, but not like completely in it. Right. Right. He gets sarcasm just enough. So that's what I think. I think that after the rose, he's going to be like, you know what? I'm a Christian man. I'm forgiving. And we've had very intense conversations about this. That's what I think. Well, I mean, of course, after the rose, if if she turns out to be somebody who won, of course, he's going to have to, and he remains with her. There's going to have to be that, I don't want to call it excuse making because we're not in their relationship and whatever. But there's going to have to be some sort of like, okay, here's the reason I'm still with her. I do get yeah. that. Yeah. Um, why I was jumping on when you were talking about the Christianity, um, I thought you were talking about their connection at the beginning because when he prayed, she was the only one that cried. Oh. And she cried because the prayer moved her so. And I'm like, okay, well, that's just oh, like, clearly. God. Yeah. And then she, I think she like went and told him too because it was like her turn to talk to him. Yeah. She's like, yes. I was just so moved by the prayer because. It's so important to me, Christian. I love your antebellum accent. That was amazing. I know. I shouldn't have done that. I was that. so moved by the prayer. <laughs> it gave me the vapors. I think you're channeling your inner Blanche Devereaux. That's I what I, I feel like be. from Golden Girls. Inner? What, what you're talking about? I live the outer Blanche Devereaux every day. <laughs> Inside and outside, I'm Blanche. Inside and outside. I love it. Mm. I love it. So, yeah, so... I think we're both. So do you think he ends up picking her? Um, you know, I'm really thinking that he might or that she's at least the top two. Because I do feel like Chris would go hard even if she was just top two as well. Because it's it's a bad uh, look for the show. If all this stuff busts loose and this yeah. girl makes it to the last day. Yeah. I mean, it's drama. Like he he's just probably saw it spiraling out of control and he was like, shit, we have got six more fucking episodes this bitch this bitch about to be on the mountaintop in the last finale (laughs) like we can't let this spin out of control and that's exactly and i think that's why he was just like oh oh, it's a good look sometimes so (laughs) (laughs) i think that's what i mean it's it's only a touch of racism just a touch touch. right just a tinge tinge of racism just tinge regardless i think she's either like first or second runner-up this is so weird to talk about women like this but we get it but the show is set up for us to do it and i'm here for it yeah like to talk about women like first runner-up to the g i'm here for it i'm here for it i me too i know i'm here but i do it to the guys as well too so i'm yes i'm equal girl I do. And I really, I actually come down quite hard on the men. Because if I find them bored yeah. and waste men, it's like, you need to go. I'm sorry. You're just a waste of time. And I hate how you kiss. I don't like your body. Later. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you shaped like that? <laughs> Jump back up your mother. Who is this yeah, guy? Yeah, like, what? What? <laughs> what? Get out of here. So, yeah, I know. Okay, well, I agree. Like, I, I think you have some very good points here. Because, you know, when she came on the scene, she came on the scene later. 
And he really liked her. Yeah. And the other one, Michelle, he really liked her as well, too, who I find to be boring and basic. And I know yet again, we're like, just like, treating like we're not, we're not, we're just making observations. Chicken at love laws. Like I want the one that's 1136 versus 1137. But um... <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I find Michelle to be so basic. I do like her. I think she's a sweetie pie, but yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, okay. what else can I say? Like, that's, it's just, it's like, I find a lot, I find the selection of the women in this season was a little bit basic. Like, I was disappointed. Like, I wanted to see some sisters. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, sisters I was waiting that's what for. I wanted to see I did you know um all shapes sh- sizes shades interests jobs like like what we are as black women and I just find that they just like it's they like they went, went from to a sorority house and picked mm-hmm. up home and sorority girls like they went from vanilla basic to chocolate basic and I'm just like yeah. this yeah. is what you're serving us yeah yeah you know <laughs> so that's my take on that Okay, that, well, that sounds good. And I think I, <laughs> I agree with you. So only time will tell. I think we have about two or three more weeks where we will finally find out who wins the, the Bachelor. But my last question for you tonight is how are you coping with and dealing with the pandemic other than watching The Bachelor? Um, coping. That's heavy. That's a heavy question. I know, I just threw that one out there. I just thought I'm going to add this. I'm going to put this at the end. Um, I am doing okay. I actually, I, I'm doing okay. I, it's hard because there's a ton of other people in far worse positions. So there's not really much that I can complain about. Right. Um, and, you know, blackness is trending right now. So that feels good. Um, <laughs> despite the fact we had to go through 401 years of hell in order for that to happen. I'm still pretty happy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, because getting... it, like, it feels good. It feels better. Absolutely. It feels it feels like people actually, even if they're pretending to listen, they're pretending to listen at least now. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? Agree. I agree. So I'm feeling that. And then I don't know, I try to keep my fitness up even in this weather. And then I'm good. I got a roof. I got my belly full. So but my bed's empty. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that much. God, give me strength. I know. Do you know what? They made me do this stupid exercise at work today about what who would you pick to be with you on a deserted island and half the people I work with not half all of them are all married I pick my husband I'd be one of whatever bitch you can't stand your husband because normally during normal times I hear how you talk to him on the phone and you don't right? even like him that's so why bullshit. are you saying that that's bullshit right there it's because she's in a work situation and she wanted to make her colleagues jealous that's Ugh. why it was so That's annoying. Why. So I just basically went through my Tinder profile. I was like, this is what I'm looking <laughs> for, for someone to be on Mr. Island. And then I proceeded uh. to sexually harass the only single man on my team. I was just like, yo, if we're going to be on this, this deserted island, you better have sex with me. Okay, wait, hold up. I, I know you want to wrap up real soon, but you're on Tinder still, girl? No, I'm not. I just said okay. that because. <laughs> okay, I'm like, at least move to Bumble. What What do you ask? No, I'm not. I'm not on anything, quite frankly. No, you're you're good. You're good. You're not missing anything. I'll tell you that much. Yes, this is this is what I hear. But what do you think is going to happen when the world opens back up again? It's going to be wild. Um, I don't know. I was more hoping for like a complete 
collapse of capitalism. So I'm not really sure when anything is going to open back up again. I'm not rooting for it. Um, so that's not a question to ask me. I told you don't make me look like a communist on your show. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. And with that, we'll, you know, we'll get into that in another episode. That's Sorry. A great way, that's a great way to end. So we're going to end it on that. She is not a communist. And nope. we, we will do this again sometime very soon. Yes, I look forward to it. All right, take care, Dee. Bye. Bye.